You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. and pursue and do all kinds of things why do i want to have um, twins or two sets of twins two boys two girls why do i want to marry why do i want to have a big house why do i want to do anything i want to do why are you people are thinking too much that's problem of knowing you want to be happy and i want to have joy that's it you're looking for joy isn't it that's why you want it now in the kingdom, they've given you the joy as deposit. Praise God. That's what it is. The thing you're looking for, if I get this, I will have joy. I will be happy. In the kingdom, they started you with it. That's why they say this kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. What else are you looking for? Are you looking for sadness? That's the sum total of our pursuit. Praise the Lord. As I was just saying, I said, why do I want two billionaires? It's so that you can do something and then sit back and beat your chest and say, I've done it. You know, I've achieved, I've eaten, I've arrived, I've, all of that. It's so that you can have that fulfillment. Now, in the kingdom, that's where they start you from. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found what? A treasure hidden in a field. And what does he do? He says, for joy. That's the beginning. So if along the line in your journey in this kingdom, you're looking for joy, you have to go and repeat class one. For joy over it, he sells all that he has and what? Goes and buys it. So that's how come the man in our, our case study, the rich young ruler, you know, had an issue. Because if he had found joy in Jesus, like we're told on Sunday, no matter what Jesus did to him, he will not turn away. Go sell all that you have, give to the poor, and come and follow me. Isn't it what he said? If I can't sell all that I have, I will follow you without selling it. Are you not God? Didn't you send wind to destroy all Job had? You know, some people, to give is a problem for them. So maybe something will need to happen and take it from their hands. The point was, have you found Jesus? If you found him, don't let go. What did Jesus' mother say to the servants? He says, whatever he says to you, do it. For you to be able to achieve that, you know what he meant? We've illustrated that here. Isn't it? Okay, so, please, Pastor Living, come. So, this is Jesus, and Jesus, okay, I'm Jesus. I wanted you to be Jesus, but I have to be Jesus. So, if they say to you, whatever I say, do it, Okay? And they didn't tell me, so I don't know what they told you. So I'm going this way. What will happen? I sit down. What will you do? I, I go here. I start running. What will you do? For him to do whatever I say, he has to follow me. That is a key in the kingdom. Thank you, sir. Joy, when you find Jesus and stick with him. You see, the devil, one of the main things, you know, Mom Chi said on Sunday that we were missing is that the devil is doing his work. And people are busy disturbing themselves that somebody is doing his work. Praise the Lord. 
It's like where we are in Nigeria now. Do you know why they remove fuel subsidy? Because somebody is not doing their work. The security agencies are not doing their work. The subsidy that are given Nigerians is not a problem. The problem is the fuel that they are smuggling outside of the country, which is more than 70% of what we consume. If not for smuggling, Nigerian government will not be suffering anything from our subsidy. So they are punishing us for not being punished for doing what they shouldn't do. That's where we are. Do you understand it? You know, and it's amazing because they say these things. And you're wondering, don't they know what I say? NNBC will say, oh, the world are smuggling it. That if you get to the border, there are, you know, uh, mushroom uh, gas stations lined up at the border. Who licensed them? NNPC. Who is supposed to get the border? Customs. Who are they? Is it you? Is it me? Why don't you hold them responsible? Uh-huh. The devil is doing his work. The thief does not come but to steal, to kill, and what? So that's what he's doing. We should ask ourselves, are you doing your own? Uh-huh. If everybody mans their post, all will be well. And mind you, the devil is not in opposition to God. The devil is in opposition to us. He can't oppose God. The Bible makes it clear that the demons believe and tremble. Who is God? They say it's God. But they want you. It's you that they're opposing. They want you to change your testimony. When Satan appeared before God on behalf of Job, did he insult God? What did he tell God? How can you be asking me that kind of question? Which kind of question be that? Eh? Are you not the one who should it? Can I go near any place you put fence? If you open the door, I will go. Or God said, okay, I'll give you permission. I opened the door, but just stop at balcony. So Satan is doing his work. The challenge should be, let me do my own work. Praise the Lord. Let me do my own work. And when you begin to do your own work, you find out that that joy, you know, two Sundays ago we said it is what? It is possible for the Christian very uh, clarity given to us it's not happiness okay it's not happiness in the sense that thank god that you know when you saw pastor Nat, you couldn't sense anything but it doesn't mean you always be smiling from ear to ear you know happiness is that you come into a room everybody's laughing meanwhile uh, uh, babangida was laughing with vasa and then killed him that's not what we mean that's not everybody's laughing there's a joy there's a sense of contentment. There's an assurance of well-being. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we have to understand it. Satan is doing his work. He will do all that he tries to do with what he cannot find to do. He's searching. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, the prince of this world comes and what? He finds nothing in me. So my job is to make sure that he also what? Finds nothing in me. Okay? Hallelujah. So joy is where we start from. Joy is the deposit. It's the guarantee. No wonder the Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, isn't it? What does wine make somebody? It makes the person happy, laughing, you know, unmindful and unsensitive to the things that should disturb the person. That's what I'm telling you. When you also are in the kingdom, there is a deposit given to you that does not allow you to respond to situations the way a normal person will respond. It's the deposit. So when you are in the kingdom, you don't look for something to get joy. You are going from joy. That's why if you miss the joy, we repeat the class. Praise the Lord. Do you get that? You see, how many of us, how would you respond? If someone comes to you like this now, and he has a sorrowful, you know, man, and, you know, just comes like this and say, Ma, please, uh, can I borrow your phone? You may respond. But imagine if the person comes with joy. 
And just say, please, man, can I? That's what 419 people master. They come from a position of nothing happening. They're okay. Everything is together. Now, that's what you and I have in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. We come, he says, we're seated in heavenly places. Far above principalities and powers, right? That's why we're not coming with carrying the problem of the whole world on our heads. Everywhere you and I go, we carry a blessing. The Bible says diffusing the fragrance of Christ in any place. The perfume we're wearing is more expensive than any perfume you can think of in the world. You carry Christ. Okay? But when you don't know it and you don't appreciate it and you don't value it, you'll be distributing sadness. Praise the Lord. And you see, it affects us so many areas. So, Momichi, thank you for bringing that to us, especially even after it is possible. Because if we look at the text, let's look at it, you know, briefly. In Matthew 19, where, where we, we, we started from. Matthew 19, 20. The young man said to Jesus, all these things I've kept from my youth, what do I still lack? At this point, this young man was okay. Then Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have. And give to the poor, and you have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. 22 says, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great what? Possession. So, what changed his okay, cool, let's say happy, you know, man, to sorrowful? What changed it? Sorry? No. No great possession. Thank you, the instruction. Why did the instruction change it? What was it about instruction that changed his disposition to sorrowful? He couldn't do it. They told him to do what he couldn't do. The reason you're sad is because you think what is ahead of you is impossible. They told him to do what he couldn't do. So he became sad. If they told him what he could do, or rather what he felt he could do better, he won't be sad. He'll be smiling. He immediately bounce home and, you know, do a few things and then rush back. So, it's a thinking of impossibility that brings sorrow. In fact, as I was listening to the message, what I just kept hearing was, let the people have faith in God. When you have faith in God, the reason the man became sad was that this one, ah, I can't do it. I can't make it. And sorrow took over. But Jesus now taught the disciples and us. He said, with men, you can't do it. But with God, all things are what? So now, if I'm sorrowful in any situation, it's simple. I'm thinking of myself. I'm not thinking God with me. If I see God with me and I believe it can be done, why will I be sorrowful? Praise the Lord. They say, if you can jump onto this thing, you get one billion. Will I be sorrowful? I cannot be sorrowful. Even if they say jump on this one for one billion, I will not be sorrowful. I will go back from there. You will see that there is fire in this leg. (laughs) But if they ask you to do something you feel you can't do, that's why there is sorrow. When you don't see a way again, when you don't see light, when you don't see anything coming out, you become sad. So it's not out of place when we're told that joy is a product of revelation. Revelation simply means knowing what was not known or what is not on the surface. Praise the Lord. So for me as a Christian, for us as believers, to walk in joy, it's a product of revelation. 
revelation of almost everything. I, I was trying to say, okay, joy comes from here. And as I'm meditating on where this joy comes coming from here, I see that it also comes from here. And I came to the conclusion that joy is multidirectional. Praise the Lord. Because we looked at uh, Hebrews 12, verse 2. We're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for what? The joy that was set before him. Okay. So, joy comes from what is said before. In fact, one of the main places joy comes from is when you think of the conclusion of the matter. And you know that at the end, there is victory. You will have joy. Do you understand? When you know that at the end, there is victory. And that's what should strengthen us Nigerians now. That no matter what happens, light will win in Nigeria. In the name of Jesus, darkness cannot comprehend light. Okay, but Mali sang, he says you can fool some people all the time and you can fool all the people sometime, but you can never fool all the people all the time. So what we have in Nigeria, it will not be for long. Change is coming in the name of Jesus Christ. So because of that, you cannot be too sad. The Bible have a saying that it says the hunger that has expectation does not kill. In fact, it's automatically, as I'm saying it now, it's automatically translated into fasting. The hunger that has expectation. No, it doesn't kill. It's one thing that you're hungry and there's no way. So you're thinking, yeah, I'm for next two weeks now, no food to eat. But you're hungry and you know that in four days, there will be food. The only thing you'll be planning is how you will eat it. Praise the Lord. So joy, for the joy that was set. So there's joy coming from a vision. In fact, the way I, I wanted to, for us to look at it was where there's no vision. Where there is no revelation. So there is a vision. You see what the end has for you. Why won't you have joy? Okay. So vision, revelation set before you. But also there is a joy of where you are coming from. Praise the Lord. The Bible talking about our Lord Jesus Christ. When he washed the feet of the disciples. Says knowing he had come from God. Okay. We, part of the songs we sang. That Jesus came into this world to die for me. I hope we personalize those things when we pray. For God so loved Ikena. For God so loved Kevin. For God so loved uh, Livingstone. That he gave his only begotten son. He did that for me. Ah, nothing more to add. Praise the Lord. See, you were sharing with us that whatever it is, no matter the situation, that when you look back at what God has done for you, do you understand? It takes you high. Praise the Lord. So joy also comes from sitting back. That's why if you read the Old Testament, several places you see God saying to them, set up a memorial so that when your children ask you, in fact, what is holding the nation of Israel today is memorials. Even the war that they fought recently, if you see the way they document it and tell about it and recant it and you know, keep retelling it, it's threatening them. So joy for the Christian also comes from where you're coming from. And no matter what the situation may be, I hope you know that you didn't choose God. Hallelujah. I hope you know you're not the best amongst your peers. I hope you know you're not the most potentially righteous. So when you look at yourself and you know that this God chose me out of all the people and saved me. At the start of this meeting, I just said, thank God. There are persons here in particular that were Muslims before. Okay, so Sia was, was born into a Muslim family. Did you know that? Okay, so thank God that now you're not saying Baruka de Salah. We're not better than them. Joker was also Muslim background. 
Okay? So, mercy found you and picked you out. And you know the difference. That's enough. What can the devil bring again? That he picked me from that environment. I didn't do anything. Now I'm saved. Now my name is written in the book of life. Now I have the Holy Spirit. And then I'm saying to myself, if this doesn't happen, I can't have joy. No, I'm not thinking well. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know? And it doesn't mean we demean the people who are there. No, it gives us compassion. So it also helps us so that when that person is behaving in a particular manner, you can compare yourself to him. That's the mistake Christians make. And that's in line with what she said about the devil. What the devil is doing is what he's to do. What the unbeliever is doing is what they know to do. Where there is command and question and ah ah is when you that has the end from the beginning joins them to do what they're doing. So in an office, this person is not, but is an unbeliever. This person is a Oboni, then you're born again. And then you come into that office. When they're killing and stealing and all of that, you join them. Because as far as you're concerned, Nigeria is hard. So Nigeria is hard for the person you know is on his way to hell. Nigeria is hard for the person who has already gone to hell. You that your name is written in the book of life, you join them. Are we getting it? It doesn't answer. I'm not telling you that, you know, rent will come. I'm not telling you that school fees will come. I'm just saying that who you are is enough. Praise the Lord. I was speaking to someone, and maybe this will help us. I was speaking to someone, and, um, and I was telling that someone about someone. Okay. And I told the someone that I told someone that even if somebody is going to die, don't borrow money from those loan sharks. Those people that do uh, digital money. Do you get me? It never makes any situation better. It has never helped any situation. And if you have faith to pay tomorrow, have faith that God will solve the problem today. Why are you postponing your faith? Why are you putting your faith in freezer to warm it in two months' time? Give me, give me, I tell you. Ah, by God, I will pay you two months. Bring that faith now and don't borrow it now. A lot of people, they are next entangled because of those situations. Praise the Lord. Okay, so joy from what we have ahead, what, where we're coming from, joy comes. Joy is a choice and it's very important. Psalm 118 verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made and we will do what? We will rejoice and be glad in it. One of the things that makes you and I human beings created in the image and likeness of God is that there are some things God won't choose for you. Hello? There are some things God won't do what? No, if he does that, he'll be mediating and intervening and interrupting our liberty and our godness. How many of us have seen the movie, Bruce Almighty? You've seen the movie, Bruce Almighty? It's an old movie. Now, if you watch that movie, you see when God told Bruce, okay, you want to play God? Okay, he gave him the power of God. And there was a girl, he wanted to love him. And with all his power, he couldn't get the girl to love him because this girl had to make the choice. God can't force us. He presents the truth. That's why we read the scripture. I said before you, life and their blessing. And co- he says what? Choose. Why didn't he just arrest you and put you in life? If he does that, he won't be God. He won't be the God he says he is anymore. He sets it before you and he says choose. 
Praise God. So in any circumstance and any situation, God is there. The witnesses in heaven are saying, choose joy, choose joy, choose joy. You know? And what I will just write here, the, the Lord gave me that. And he says this should actually be the conclusion, Romans 8.28. If you believe Romans 8.28, you can have joy on season. What does it say? And we know. <laughs> what do you know, sir? Why are you sad? What do you know that is making you sad? Or what do you know that should make you joyful? Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes as a preacher, when you want to say some things, you're pinching it. But you see, we all live in this world. Do you understand? So we see life. Do you know that some things that you wish God did for you or not God did, you wished you had or whatever, that if you knew the mercy of God in keeping it from you, you'll be clapping like this and be going there, be thinking there's something wrong with you. Are there not men that have killed their wives because of provocation? Do you know whether that's why they've not given you a wife so that they will stabilize your head? Are there not women that husbands have... Do you understand? And we know. Do you believe that? We think that we are better designers of our lives than God. No. You see, Christianity is in a way that our Lord Jesus Christ, we can say, the scriptures cannot be broken. You cannot take this part and reject the other part. No. If you believe that God is good, then you must believe that God is good in all circumstances. If you remove a little bit, the devil will move in. That person that sang that song, Lord, you've been good to me, in all circumstances, is a revelation. Because if you look at your life and you feel that there is a part of your life that God, if you had allowed me, I would have showed you how to handle this part of my life. We are laughing, eh? But we say that all the time. Romans 8.28. It says, and we know that how many things? All things work together. Individually, they may not look like it. But all things work together for good. That's joy. It may not appear like it. It may not look like it. But you know. How do you know? <laughs> we said joy is by faith. You know by faith. What is actually faith, sir? Can somebody help me? What is actually faith? Sorry? Believe. Believe in God. Okay? Yes, that is faith. And then believing in this God, what kind of God? You know, sometimes eh, we complicate matters by too much grammar, too much Hebrew, too much Greek, too much, you know, they just speak, speak, speak. Faith is that there is God. God is good. God is my God. God speaks. God loves me. Are you with me? So, if God is all-powerful, so all-powerful God that is good, Holy Spirit. There, there's a way the Lord, you know, broke it down for me sometime. And it was just amazing, you know. So, I'm almighty. Do you agree? And God is love. Do you agree? And then this almighty God who is love loves me. If there's something in my life that is not the way it should be, where is the problem coming from? No, leave even from me. Understand it. Because he can handle it. He has no bad motive. No intention of his towards me is bad. So I will just worship him. Do you understand what I mean? As against, this thing is not good. Our God, stand up. Oh Lord, rise up. Oh Lord, walk harder. That means I don't believe his almightiness. Or I say, Lord, what are you doing? Look, look, you're touching others. This is me. Come to my corner. I'm saying he doesn't love me. That's faith. That's how come David will be in the wilderness, running from Saul. Saul wants to assassinate him. He has been anointed king. 
And David could take the life of Saul in one second. And he says, I cannot do this against the Lord's anointed what? And the Lord's anointed what? Anointed murderer that has thrown spear at me three times and is with his army pursuing me in the wilderness. David said, God is almighty. There are revelations you find, you know, things you find in the scripture that you must sit down and take it in yourself. David was running from his son Absalom and Shimei was insulting him. And his men wanted to go and kill Shimei. What did he say to them? He said, hold on. He said, my son is the one that is trying to kill me. And then this relative of Saul is angry with me. Do you blame him? He said, let's focus on God. Faith is seeing God at all times. Faith is factoring in God at all times. Now, let me even push it better for you so you understand what we're talking about faith. When David was running from the palace, from uh, Jerusalem, at the pursuit of Absalom, they were carrying the ark. When I saw that one, I said, Lord, Lord, why does God love David? You see there. The ark is where they inquire to find the will of In fact, the person who had the ark was the person who had the token. Dear bank, bank, plenty money, is it? The person who had the ark had the token for God's intervention in Israel. And David said to them, take the ark back and leave it in the palace. That's a man who has faith in God. He said, take it back. If the Lord delights in me, he will bring me back to it. That's faith. Praise the Lord. That's faith. Not that, you know, you're believing God, then you're scheming. You're doing why you're, you're cheating. You're doing all kinds of things. And the Bible says all things are open and naked before the one where God sees everything. You know, you lay hands on someone, you push the person down. And then you say, I'm anointed. I push you down. God will be in heaven. See, in the first place, I didn't even send you to lay hands. Do you understand? Faith frees you. That's the point. Faith sets you at liberty. Because God is more than able. At the end of the day, what happened? Did Absalom take the ark? The ark was there. David returned. He continued to reign. He died in peace. He handed over to the son he wanted to hand over. Why? Because he believed God. Did Saul kill David? No. But did David kill Saul? No. That's faith. When you have faith, God walks it out. Praise the Lord, somebody. You don't need to put anything there. You don't need to. You just trust him. Because he's a good God. Okay? So like we've already said, it's so important. Joy is a product of faith in God. When I don't have joy, my faith level is going down. And I need to ask the Lord, please, please. The psalmist said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. I said joy is class one. Because once you get born again, oh, that's what they give to you. When I see it not there, it's not my problem, it's not Nigeria's problem, it's not sickness, nothing of that is affecting joy. It is revelation, it is something wrong at the core, at the very, very core. Okay? And another important point we'll touch on quickly is that no one has the power. I wrote the way, where I took it down was nothing should take your joy. Nothing should be allowed to take your joy. Will things come to take your joy? They will come. And they will come especially when you have decided to have joy. Praise the Lord. Those mornings that you wake up and you sing like, uh, you sing like Momichi, backed up by Ray and uh, John. 
you just feel very good. That's the day that they will come to know whether you were just a loudspeaker. You know, if you plug anything into loudspeaker, it will play. Or whether you really, you know. <laughs> That's when it comes. It comes also on your special occasions. Birthday, wedding, something very important. That's when they'll come to steal your joy. That's when they will come, they will come to shake you. You know, uh, um, on Sunday, I had to be somewhere to preach. A place I've never been before, you know. Just now, I was very cold. Normally, I do hard man, so sometimes I bath with cold water. But I was very cold. The weather was very cold. I know what happened. No hot water. There was no light. So, already when that happened, I knew that the devil, according to Monchi, was doing his work. So, I decided to do my own work. <laughs> you know, but fortunately for me, you know, the water I bathed with was, you know, just a bit lukewarm. But there was hot water. The problem was that because we didn't have electricity, our water heater doesn't have gauge. So there's no way to know. So once there's no, because it's in the morning that I turn it on. So I couldn't turn it on. So the conclusion was that there was no hot water. But you see how the devil steals from us. There was actually hot water. Because after I suffered myself, Momichi went to bath and there was hot water in the thing. To even make the story sweeter was that even before Momichi went to bath, they brought light. So I could have killed myself for nothing. Imagine if from then I was just now saying, I bind the devil, stupid devil. I ignored him. Do you understand? They will come. They will test you. <laughs> well, they will test you. They will test your joy. They will test it. And they don't say, it's, it's, why is it at every, it is, why is it, it is? It is why? <laughs> why is it every time I want, it is why? <laughs> you understand? It is why they're doing their job. They're doing their job, you know? And you show your strength. You show you're a Christian. You show that the spirit of your strengthened with might by the spirit of God in your inner man, by the way you overcome. I told us here that the devil has limited resources. There is a way you respond to temptations over time. He'll stop wasting his time on you. If you keep giving him life, he will keep coming. Every time he touches, you spark. Once they don't greet you in a place, you charge. All these children here, I can't take this insult anymore. Ah, they tell the devil, there is somebody producing well for us. <laughs> so they keep, you know, they keep investing in you. Get to the level where what he brings your way will be lost. And they will jump and pass. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Okay? So don't give it the right. Tailors, ah, hallelujah. Let no tailor have the power to steal your joy. Don't give them that power. Have I told people my experience? You know, I imported a car. Okay. Not just a car. A beautiful car. Wrangler Jeep. 4x4. Four four. I'm talking of 1994 or so, 95. And I had the picture of the car. The car came into the country. I paid the clearing agent. He told me whether it was six weeks. Six weeks passed. Two months passed. Three months passed. Four months passed. I'm seeing the picture. I can't see the car. Brother, your born again guy almost racked to. I almost fought the man. He was talking nonsense. Just, you know, you know, somebody can be lying to you and be lying lie that you can find where to say okay. But the lying had 
The chair had no leg. It didn't even have one leg. <laughs> you know? I mean, we almost fought. It was one old woman there that came and said the t-shirt I was here wearing was uh, something Jesus. <laughs> so it was the old woman that said that, but so I didn't fight. Now, after that time, each time I brought in a car, this agent must twist me and twist me until a point I said, this exam, it's time to pass it. I'm telling you, this exam is time to do what? To pass it. And I think I've passed it. They will keep trying you in that area. They will keep coming. Mechanics. <laughs> they will keep coming. Like you're learning what you're learning now. You will be strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit. In your what? In your inner man. Your husband, your wife, your children. Whatever it is. They will keep coming. It's not them. Do not forget that the Bible says we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. Your tailor is flesh and blood. Your mechanic is flesh and blood. Your husband is flesh and blood. Your wife is flesh and blood. Your children, your colleagues are flesh and blood. I remember those uh, um, Mount Zion movies. When the husband and wife are quarreling and they show the devil at the back. They show, not happy, tweaking and, you know, just mixing the music. Say, so give it like this. Chicky, chin, chin, chin. <laughs> so it's none of them. Praise the Lord. It's none of them. You understand this? You render the devil jobless in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay? So nothing should take your joy. Sometimes it will make sense that it should take your joy. But remember what we're talking about. Why? Because you see, we will learn the benefits of having It says it is with joy that you will draw water out of the wells of salvation. So if you're a strategic enemy with the devil is, what does he want to do? He wants to incapacitate you. So you go to the well of salvation with sadness. Instead of using bucket, you use basket. You draw. Energy is passing, but nothing is coming up. That's why they're going for your joy. Like our dad would say. He said, when the people in heaven are saying, it's your turn, it's uh, almighty God, it's the turn of this your son. And they zoom in on you, and you're just packing. They say, Lord, remember this your daughter. And they zoom in on you. You've even stopped coming to church for two weeks. And they say, where should we send the blessing? They say, it's church. They say, but um, uh, receiver not available. Somebody say, God forbid. It is possible for us to be known as an assembly that works in joy all the time. Praise the Lord, somebody. We also learn that joy, Mary had do it good like medicine. You know, it's amazing, but the power that God has given the human being, even the natural man, you can meditate yourself to merriment. They say, count your blessing. Name them what? Anybody who is sad is not counting his blessing. Praise the Lord. And you see, as long as we're in this life, you can find reasons to be sad. Are you with me? You can find reasons to be downcast. You will find enough. If you don't find them within, you'll find them without. If you're a Nigerian, you'll find them with, you know, the things that are going on. Remove first subsidy. Okay, you remove. Then we see your convoy. 500 cars. If you were laughing before. The thing will just start paining you again. Remove where subsidy. The next thing here, they want to increase their... Do you understand? There will be reasons to be what? But then, like uh, one of our brothers said, when that sadness comes, tell them also that this is Nigeria. We're not in Sudan. There's no war. Brethren, if there is war, you won't be talking for a subsidy. Do you understand? 
if the forest fire that happens in America happens in Nigeria, even the bandits will be bandited. Do you understand? So you can also find reasons for what? For gratitude. The Buhari eight years, I don't know if I've told you here how God helped me just understand what happened with Buhari's eight years. Okay? You know what he said? He said it was an option to war. Remember that in 2015, that everybody, CIA, FBI, uh, Israeli, Mossad, all of them, has said there will be war in Nigeria. You know why? Because they saw the people that Buhari mobilized. And they knew that incumbents don't accept anything except victory. So they knew that Jonathan will say he won, whether he wins or he doesn't win. Buhari will unleash his uh, baboons and he said everywhere will be soaked with blood. Do you understand? That's it. It's not secret. I'm not giving you information. This is something everybody knows. So God made it that that wouldn't happen. The price we paid is Buhari for eight years. It's better than war. Because in those eight years, people were going to school. People were getting married. Your property belonged to you. Except the ones kidnappers took. Under war, nothing. Praise the Lord. Okay, so you can always find something. It's a question. We said your meditation determines your countenance. What manner of conversation are you having that you are sad? And it's not easy, praise the Lord. What we're saying is what? It's not easy. And life doesn't help it. I've told us here, even as concerning private life, personal life, emotional life, Momichi likes watching movies where, you know, where there is royalty, you know, they're having dining and all of that because she's an etiquette consultant and all of that. Please, if you're a single lady, don't watch the type of movies where they'll play. And then you just watch Nigeria. For those who are new, you haven't heard this. When my wife travels, eh, if I'm not counting at, I become scientific. If she travels for long, I might invent a product. Because even news that they're reading and the person is looking like he's winking, I will just change. No, I don't want to see anything that will make me miss her. So I'm watching airplane investigation, you know, Titan, it destroyed what happened to Titan. So that when she calls me, I say, oh, do you know that Titan, it is what you see. Do you understand? You sit down now and all of a sudden you just sit down. You're happy. Everything is okay. Then you just remember your classmate, the one that was copying from you. He has G-Wagon. He was copying from you. Then you just start thinking. How unfair life is. Maybe I shouldn't have allowed him copy. <laughs> How would he have passed? <laughs> Do you understand? You know, th- these things work. I told you here when, as a young Christian, I don't know what, something beat me here. And the thing kept opening. It kept going deeper. The device that we're using to clean it started going in almost to one inch plus inside my leg to clean it. And then I'll be driving. All of a sudden, things I didn't see before. I'll start seeing people with amputated legs. I'm telling you. So, you see, you and I, <laughs> this world is deep. Do you understand? I start seeing people with amputated legs. And I'll say, no, no, no. Because the easy thing is to think, ah, is that it? Is that it? Your woman, your husband is sick. Before you know it, you start feeling, having compassion for widows. Say, let me begin on time. God forbid. <laughs> Do you understand? The devil plays on our mind. And what does that does is that it just drives out joy. Because you see, joy is an atmosphere that God wants and needs to operate in your life. That's why it says, enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. 
come into his courts with praise. Message says, is the password. Every day of your life, you wake up. I'll tell you this story, even if I don't say any other thing. Somebody did an experiment, okay, and I'll deal with you. Assuming now that, um, what, what amount will I say if I give you now, you believe? What, what amount? I can give, you, you guys, my friends, I can give 10 million naira. Okay, so assuming now, um, who, who do I want to use now? Who wants me to use him? Okay, Belba is a young man. Belba, if I would give you 10 million now, you see, you see the smile on his face. 10 million. You see the way he's smiling. He's just happy. It's, it's not too much money, but it will, it will solve some problems, okay? But then I come and I say, the condition for this 10 million, God forbid, but, is that I'll give you the 10 million now, but next tomorrow you die. What will you say? What will you say? You say, keep them. You, won't, you don't want the 10 million again. You know why you're doing that? Because you're living beyond next tomorrow is more valuable than 10 million. But you get next tomorrow every day, but you have not celebrated the tomorrow that they are giving to you. When you get the tomorrow, you worry about the 10 million. In fact, the person who did it, he told them, 10 million dollars, it was dollars. Think about all you can do for you. And they thought, said, okay. But the condition is that if they give you the 10 million dollars, you die this night. They said, no. So that means the value of your sin the next day is more than that money. But have you appreciated seeing the next day? Have you woken up that next day and thrown up your hands and said, I have something better than 10 million. I have life. I have a future. The song says, I have a living hope. It says, I have a future. There, nothing can be better than... Do you know that people who now have 10 billion that cannot see a future are committing suicide? Because what is ahead is always more powerful than what you have in hand. For the joy that was set, praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, uh, my time is still gone and I'm just still reviewing Momichi's message. But it's such a topic that we really could not touch, you know. The, the Bible makes us understand that in his presence is what? Fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So, I don't have joy. I am out of his presence. With a little time, let me just drop this however it comes in. I pray God will. Acts 17 verse 28 says, For in him we live and move and have our word. Okay. I want to ask you a question. Revelation 1, please quickly put it on the screen. Revelation 1, 9 to 10. I read, let's read together. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Ten. I was in the street on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. Stop here. Nine and ten if you can put it together for us. I want to ask you, where was John? That's actually the message I came to. Where was John? He was on the island of Patmos. Where was John? Where was John? He was on the island of Patmos. The island of Patmos was a prison. It was a jail. An isolation center. Where was John? I want to ask you, think before you answer. Think before you get your final. So, what we see there is that there are two locations you can be in. There are two locations you can be in. At every point in time, you can be in two locations. That's what happened with Paul and Silas. They were in jail, but they were in the spirit. I may be indebted now, but I don't have to be in the flesh. I may be unmarried, but I don't have to be carnal. I may not have finances, but I don't have to be unbelieving. Paul and Silas were in jail, but they were not in jail. 
He was on the island called Patmos for the word of God. He was in prison, but he was in the spirit. If they saw his body, they would see him in prison. But in the spirit, he was taking strolls with Jesus. If John was in that prison, not understanding what you're learning, Jesus would never talk to him. It meant while he was in the prison, he looked around the environment. If I could choose my environment, I wouldn't choose here. However, I'm a spirit. I will not let the confines of the things that are around me hold me down. He went into the spirit. It was while he was in the spirit that he heard the voice. The voice didn't call him to the spirit. Where are you locking yourself up? I've been looking for a job. I can't find a job. Then you bring yourself and bury yourself. There's a place where you are sent to. There will be conversations. There will be innovations. Let's rise on our feet. People of God, Joseph was in prison. (laughs) Joseph was where? Joseph was in prison in Egypt. But in his mindset, he was a shepherd, a governor, supervising his sheep. That's how come he could look at a prisoner and say, Did you sleep well? Why is your countenance down? That's not what prisoners do. Prisoners seek to better their lot. So, but Joseph was a prisoner, but Joseph was a king in prison. There are two locations. One you can never, and that's the one the carnal Christian always tries to concern himself about. No, concern yourself with the other one. Nobody told Joseph to do what he did. Do you know that? I'm giving you illustrations so you get it. Daniel was a captive in Babylon. A captive has no right. That was his first location. But while Daniel was in Babylon as a captive, he ascended to the court of his God and said, I will not do things here that are not done in the court of my God. Two locations. Father, we come to you today. Take us higher. In spite of where I may be, Lord, I want to be in the spirit. I want to be in the spirit. Captive, yes. But in my spirit, a king. Daniel said, I cannot defile myself. Captive, talking about defilement. No, he was seeing himself a king. Child of God, you may not have the paraphernalia of prosperity. But in your spirit, heaven knows you. Says you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He said he has made us kings and priests unto our God. Listen, you are a young lady here. You are a daughter of Zion. You are a princess in the king's court. Heaven delights over you. You don't need a man that has flesh and blood to validate you. Is somebody hearing me? You are here as a child of God. It doesn't matter your physical circumstance and your current circumstance. You can rise and see yourself where God made you. That is the eternal. The Bible says the things which are seen are temporal. Every situation we highlighted here changed. It was where they were. Today, Joseph cannot be forgotten. Today, Daniel cannot be forgotten. Today, John cannot be forgotten. Why? Because their current immediate circumstance, they wore it out. I don't know what to tell you to pray about. But I just want you to know you have an address in the spirit. Don't let it be occupied by another. Don't let the devil tell you that. There are people that are on sick beds. But in their spirit, they are intercessors. They are bringing deliverance to nations. Hello? (laughs) What are we saying? There are two places you can be. (laughs) 
This one I may not have much control on it. But in my spirit, I'm a child of God. I'm a born again Christian. I'm a king in the court of my God. I'm a vessel in the hand of my God. I am blessed, too blessed to be pitied. I have a future there. I have a name there. He says, I've given them a name which no man knoweth. I have authority there. I may not be in Asorok, but as long as I'm in this nation, I call the shots in the spirit. I may be in pain in my body, but my faith is rejoicing. I'm getting strong. The Bible says the outward man may be perishing, but the inward man is renewing. It may look like everything has passed me by. No, in the spirit, I am walking in sync with the agenda of God. Somebody just exalt her God. Somebody magnify the Lord. Somebody receive the grace to operate in the spirit. Receive the grace to function in the spirit. In that real location. That is where I want to be. My location. My location allowed by heaven. My location given to me by heaven. God did not bring John out of Patmos, but he fellowshiped with him in the spirit. The jailers will say John is locked down here, but John was in heaven discussing with angels, seeing the four living creatures, hearing things that will occur in time and time to pass, but his body was down there. Child of God, you're not down. There is something in you that should rise up. There is something in you that is destined to be above. Father, we thank you. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.